Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Cavs a podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I am here with TP and <laughs> DW <laughs> at Nothing Wood and at Tom Pestek. Um, we just I don't uh, tweet anymore, Nate. That's pointless. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we just watched uh, another disappointing loss, but at least a competitive loss by the Cavs. What's up with um, us losing to the Knicks twice in like one week? Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, and it was at home, even. Yeah, well, the Cavs are the Cavs have better on the road. Yeah, they have seven road wins and six home wins this year. Uh, they're actually better on the road this year than they are at home. So, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it was a it was a rough. Uh, end of the game the Cavs had a 10 point lead um and then gave it away on a what was it like a 12-0 run somewhere yeah it was Morris one of the more eyes the more yeah the dumb one <laughs> Markeith no no uh, Mark that's the joke whichever one it is you just say it's the dumb one I can't remember which one's which no this is <laughs> this is Marcus uh who had a ridiculous amount of points in the fourth quarter in overtime. Um, what what did he have in in the fourth quarter here? Now I got to look it up. Twenty six. Oh wait, not the fourth. No, he it's had twenty six for the night. Ten in the fourth and another six in overtime. Um, he's ch- he's channeling as Kobe that mid ranger. Yeah. Well. Uh, so John. So well, first of all, give me your instant takeaway. Uh, David, because we talked about this before so, Tom jumped on and we had to re-record the whole thing. Oh, no, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was a hot take, too. I probably won't be able to replicate it. <laughs> Ooh, turn up. Kevin, Kevin Love really wants to be traded, so he's kind of trying now. He wasn't kind Not of I, trying. I mean, 33 points, he, 13 boards, 6 assists, 17 I mean, points were, in the first half, and then, of course... His hands were down on defense sometimes. Yeah, but, but no, he actually he, had a he had a real honest god block. He he did. That was Scott Payton. Yeah. And he all he should have had two charges too. Two more yeah. charges. And another but, block that they called a foul, but the refs were terrible. The one of the literally Larry Nance end of the game had Julius Randle's hand was around his neck. If it was the NFL they'd have called a horse collar tackle. <laughs> and and didn't get a call at the end of the game. I mean, it was just utterly ridiculous. It was so terrible. And yeah, it was... yeah, and the Cavs were just getting mugged. Like 
what was that breakout at the end where Sexton just went at uh, Marcus Morris and just, I mean, the foul was so obvious. He just grabbed his arm and they didn't call anything. Like one time, my favorite play of the game was um, John Henson had uh, had Alfred Payton on him in the post and Payton just tried to reach around and bear hug him and take the foul and the ref didn't call anything. So Henson just went up through the foul and scored. And it was like, he was literally trying to foul the guy and they won't call a foul. So it was, it was a rough, rough game. And John Beeline is, he makes Ty Lu, Ty Lu's in-game adjustments look, uh, well-conceived. <clears throat> Just the, the number of brain farts in that game was, was staggering by John Beeline. I mean, did I did you agree, David? I know I know you didn't watch Tom. I know you. I were. mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> you were knee to- deep in work. Yeah, it wasn't totally egregious, but I don't think he should have ended the game with Garland on the floor, like he or yeah. Garland or Sexton. Like at a certain point, you got to just have guys out there that can defend. I yeah. Should have maybe like Dante Exum on uh, the Morse. Yeah, Marcus well, Morris. I mean, Chetty Osman was checking uh, Marcus Morris the entire fourth quarter in overtime, and Morris was just destroying him, yet he never switched. Like, a couple times he doubled, but they never switched, and then he just ran an ISO at the end. When And the other thing that was insane, so at the end of regulation when the Cavs needed a stop, they put uh, John Henson in, and then Chetty... Uh, was basically at the two, so the Knicks were running, you know, a huge lineup all game, and they had Garland off the floor, and they had, it was Henson, Nance, Chetty, um, was it Exum? I can't remember who else was on the floor. Uh, I thought it was Porter. Porter and um, Sexton. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And it was at least a good defensive lineup, and then when they ne- when they were down one, the Knicks had the ball, and they needed a stop, and they still had a timeout. They didn't sub-defense for offense. I was like, what are you doing? And, of course, Chetty got smoked, and then they couldn't get the inbounds play in right on the next play. And here's the other thing that drives me nuts, David. What is the point of having a challenge if, if you, you don't never use, use it. it? You never use it. Like There's like five times they could have used it, and he never used it. And it's like, what are you doing? You, there's no penalty for using it it's not like the nfl where you lose a timeout it's just it, if you get do it and fail it's just that's it it's over you move on also it's a free timeout exactly like, exactly i David. think do they take i think they take a timeout away i i always forget the rule on it i but, didn't think they did but i could be wrong and e- the Cavs either way running a super short lineup i mean they had chetty played 38 minutes kev Kevin Love played 41. Larry Nance played 42. Um, because, and Sexton and Garland both played 39. And it was mainly because, uh, A, the Cavs don't have a deep bench, and B, because Tristan Thompson was, uh, out with, uh, possible tradectomy surgery. Uh, as, as someone tweeted, I can't remember. Yeah. So, so you can't challenge no calls. Well, no, you can't. But but there were those charges. He could have challenged one of the charges. Clearly, yeah. that John Henson goaltend in the third quarter they called that was not a goaltend. They would have overturned that, and that would have taken two points off the board. Um, 
there was another play where at the end of the or at the end in the fourth quarter in the like the last forty eight seconds there was a deflection. Beeline thought it was off the Knicks and they didn't go and review it and I'm like, Well, why don't you challenge that if you think it was off the Knicks? I mean it's just yeah, it's maddening. So I th- I I just don't think he's a very good coach. He doesn't do smart things. Although the other side of that is, are the Cavs really coaching to win, or did the call come I, down from from Commander Kobe and I mean, just if say, you're, you know, keep this game close and then you know lose it at the end? I don't if, think that really you, happens. I think they really are that incompetent. But it's, it's very frustrating. Really, a diatribe for you guys. Are you guys still on? Yeah, great All diatribe, right. Nate. <laughs> I, I gotta. I'll let David respond. I got my response. So, I mean, I do kind of think that John Beeline is like a plant by the organization for them to tank. But if you listen to Austin Carr, everyone tonight's really learning how to play <laughs> and uh, understanding the So, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with him, but something's going on. Expound on your uh, conspiracy theories there, David. Oh, that John Beeline's a plant? <laughs> he, like. Like, he, is he how, losing on purpose, or is he just incompetent? No, he's incompetent. Hold on. Let me look up how old this guy is. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, should the subtitle of this uh, recap be OK Boomer? He's 66. Like, I turned 30 last week. I don't want to learn how to do anything. Oh, happy birthday, David. Thank you. Oh, yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. But I don't want to learn how to do anything new. And I can only imagine, like, <laughs> he came into the NBA. He Actually, he turned 67 in two days. But he's not going to catch on to the game that quick. There's no reason to bring him here unless you just want to look good. Like, oh, we really tried. We're, being, we're a liberal organization bringing in, like, the college coach. We're, we're doing stuff. It's, but, like, man, that I is don't, ageist, David. It is ageist, but like when you're old, like six, like sixty-five to like seventy, that's like when you start to kind of get like you kind of get crazy, like in a little, a little goofy. Dude, Nomad is never coming back to Castle Block after he listens to this ages. Wow, yeah, but I... no, Nomad's Nomad's not trying to coach the Cavs. <laughs> also true, <laughs> but I don't know. I just think he's too old to adjust to the like NBA game and it's you watch any college basketball it's literally five dudes standing around passing the ball for like 20 seconds and then someone drives in like two feet and a zone collapses on them they either turn it over or they pass the ball and someone chucks up a contested shot or the really good player just scores (laughs) yeah like it's college basketball to me is so boring to watch like no one can beat a zone in it it's it's just aggravating and i I don't think it trans like translates to the NBA. Has there been really besides um the Brad Stevens like a good guy that came from college? Uh, <laughs> Brad Stevens. I'm trying to think. Uh, Billy Donovan's not bad, but it took him like two years to get there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there is another guy that hasn't been well, for a while. Rick Pitino was terrible, right? He coached yeah, the Nets twice. The Knicks and um, I can't remember where in the Lakers or no the Heat. They had Pat <clears> Riley and in the front office and Rick Pitino at the same time, which is pretty amazing. Like that is a lot of hair gel. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that, was, that was my quote of, of good jokes for the podcast. So, yeah, no, I, I just, I'm baffled by, by John Beeline, like why he's even there. So, and it was such a good, I mean, the Cavs did so many good things. I mean, Colin Sexton, I think, uh, Mallory, uh, yes, Mallory's still around. Um, Mallory Factor, the M Factor. Emailed in the live or in the email thread that basically, you know, every, this was one of those every once in a while, uh, Colin Sexton has one of those wow games. And he definitely did. He had, uh, 29 points. He, he sent it though when Colin Sexton was sucking the most. He sucked all game, which I thought was funny. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. When he took that terrible hero ball three. Um, and then, of course, next time down, they actually ran a play, and Sexton got a beautiful look because they doubled Kevin Love, and <clears throat> Sexton drained it. Like, that's what he's just got to do every time. But, yeah, Sexton with 29 points, 7 assists, um, a 0 plus minus, um, 50% from the field, and 3 of 5 from 3 and 4 of 4 from the line. I mean, he had a, he had a really good game scoring-wise. Um, burned on defense, as many of the Cavs were many times. The, the passing was the best part from him tonight, honestly. Yeah, no, he he passed well, and Garland had some really nice passes. The great, the best part about Garland, four for seven from three, when his three ball was looking pretty rough there the last few games. I mean, the Cavs shot fifty one percent from the from three, and then this is another killer, sixty seven percent from the line, left uh, six free throws out there. Um. Yeah, and as we were talking about, the officiating was abysmal in this one, Tom. I think yeah. The, the Cavs got out-rebounded 46-34. to 34, um, And they were, like, they literally just horse-collar tackled Larry Nance on the last play, which I already said, but yeah, it was, it was very infuriating. But I guess when you play a team that is literally five power forwards on the floor at the same time, like yeah, I was there. actually, I was actually. Oh, this. What'd you say, Tom? But uh, Jim, Ch- I was listening on the radio on the way home, and Jim Jones mentioned that they were just all forwards, and then the other guy, I think his name is Tim, uh, joked that yeah, they were basically just forwards on the Knicks. Tim, uh, Tim Alford, I believe. Is that his name? Yeah, he was pretty good. No, he's really good. He sounds a lot like um, Joe Tate. He does use some of the same phrases, yeah. And and his vocal delivery is very similar. Yeah, yeah, he um, was good. But yeah, I mean the Knicks basically run a um a uh, NBA 2K lineup like <laughs> it just let's just trot out four power forwards and see what happens. And they get a lot of rebounds, but I mean the the lack of calls in that game was was insane. I mean they were just just mugging the Cavs every time and that's where you miss a guy like Tristan Thompson because if you don't have an enforcer to basically force the refs to clean up the game and call the game tighter, which the Cavs desperately needed at the end, um, that's a that's a big deficiency. You basically got to put someone on the court that is going to start some static, and the Cavs don't have that guy. And he, I mean, like, Colin, Colin Sexton responded like when Dennis Smith Jr. was trying to go at him. Like he yeah. played some really good D on him. Yeah, and but Jetty you too. need you need somebody that like if things go south, that guy, like the refs won't let it get out of control. Like they have to tighten it up, um, because and Tristan Thompson's that guy because you know he'll throw down with anybody. 
and the you know nobody's worried about Colin Sexton coming. <laughs> I mean, Jetty though he he is the Night Stalker. He is the Night Stalker, but um, he also has arms that like I'm pretty <laughs> sure Shakira has. Oh, I'm pretty sure Shakira can do a bigger bicep curl and than than Jetty. So, and and I'm quite yeah. sure that um. J-Lo can hang on a pole longer than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy the uh, strip strip club halftime show. Hey, it was awesome. I mean, that that was to me, the 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 foo for all over the halftime show is so overblown. It's just people wanting to have something to. Come. I thought the commercials were great. I love that Cheetos commercial. That was like one of the best which, commercials. Which one? The Cheetos one. No, I I don't remember it. You'll have to. So oh, early on, the guy's eating like popcorn Cheetos, and his boss comes in and says, "Cheetos makes popcorn," and he goes, "Yeah." And then the boss is like, "Huh?" And he's like, "All right, well, I brought you this," and he's got this giant binder of papers for work to do, and then he notices that the guy's hands are all covered in Cheeto crumbs. And he's like, ah, never mind. I'll get someone else to do it. <laughs> and so then the guy like realizes how powerful it is to just have Cheeto fingers. So I then there's all these one. there's all these other um, situations where someone's asking him to like hold something. Like one time, it's like, here, can you hold the baby? And he holds up his hand. He's like, no. <laughs> and then they're at like a corporate retreat, and the guy's doing the trust exercise where you <laughs> fall backwards. Ball. Yeah, the yeah. one Shakira did <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> he just gets out of the way and holds up his head and it's got Cheetos on it. And nice. then like MC Hammer shows up at the very end. Oh, that so- was the MC Hammer one. I can't, yeah, I, I came in at the end of that. Okay. Yeah, that was a great commercial. That was one of the ones I missed. I, the Mr. Planet, Mr. Peanut Planners commercial was a letdown for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. They just made a baby peanut now. Well, so I heard they had a whole different plan and the Kobe thing kind of totally... Like they thought. Oh no! Was yeah. he gonna die in like a accident or something? Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, he was gonna die in an accident, and then they were gonna like bring him back, and it was like, okay, yeah, that probably is a bad, bad look right now. So. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh man, can you imagine being that marketing team and being like, uh... damn it, Kobe, thwarted <laughs> again by the best best player on the planet. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, there were some good ones. I, I didn't understand the Tide Pod ones where they're popping up and all the other ones. That was yeah, kind of dumb. that was interesting what they were trying to do with that. Just, But, yeah, I don't know. It, it, by the end, I was like, we get it. Like, we <laughs> <Yeah>. get it. <laughs> yeah. All, also, the what was the one? What do you think of Winona? The one with Winona Ryder. Win- uh, which one was that? Where she's. Uh, is that the shoplifter? No, that's the one where it was kind of like Fargo, but it was Winona, Minnesota, and she's at the side of the road, and the cop pulls up in the middle of winter, and she's doing her website on her laptop. It was for like Squarespace or something. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see that one. It was okay. It was goofy. The other one I loved was the TurboTax one, where they're all doing that weird funky dance. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that one. Yeah, like it, it's interesting to see like which commercials you actually thought were funny and entertaining, and which yeah. were like actual good commercials which would make you want to actually buy that product. Well, I was going to use TurboTax anyway, but now I'm going <laughs> to dance while I use it. Uh, well, 
Winona Ryder is the lady that was caught stealing. Oh yeah, she she was <clears throat> a shoplifter. Yeah, she was kind of the second in wave brat back. Oh, long time ago, like back when in the when she was dating Johnny Depp. Two thousand one. Oh, Two thousand one. Yeah, long time. Boy, ago. there was probably a lot of drugs going around in that relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. A lot of cocaine <laughs> is my guess. Uh, Although I do love me some Winona Ryder and Stranger Things. I do like Winona Ryder, and she peaks in the first season. Like, she, well, yeah, because it's her chance to peak with that yeah. whole situation. Um, at the at the end of the podcast, you guys have to remind me since the Kobe issue happened. I have to tell you my Kobe Bryant movie. Okay. Okay. It's, it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> I'm 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 intrigued. So yeah, uh, interesting <clears throat> game by the Knicks. Getting back to the game, Dennis Smith Jr. from out of nowhere, twenty points or twenty minutes for fifteen points when he'd been buried basically, and was mean mugging the Cavs after dunks and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, he's a he's a turd. I don't like. Oh him. my god, <laughs> I was calling him a putz uh, on the live thread. I love a good mean mug, though. Uh, he's such a he's so cocky for no reason. Yeah, like you've literally been buried on the bench all year. Maybe you know, tone it down a notch. You know what, though, I'll take an undo mean mug every day of the week over whatever it is Steph Curry does. <laughs> what does Steph does do? It's just lame Overall smugness. Yeah, it's just the it's just smug. It's lame. It's just like he's milk just... a broken bone for three months so that the Warriors can tank. <laughs> Whoa, low blow. <laughs> I mean, he basically looks like he just doesn't care about anything. He's just oh, got yeah. this stupid, aloof look on his face. Yeah. I can't stand it. I wish he would mean mug a little bit. Yeah, I'm super annoyed by the uh, the Warriors. Warriors tank fest. Yeah, well, and now the other stupid thing is the whole... Uh, Andre Iguodala in Memphis thing where they agreed that he could be away from the team while they look for a trade for him, but they refused to buy him out of his contract. And now he's saying he won't play for a team unless they trade him to one of the teams on his list that he wants to play for. Well, yeah, this is the new age of player yeah. empowerment. Thanks, why, LeBron. Why doesn't he just play for Memphis? That team would be fun to play with. Like he would fit well with that. He's entitled. Plus, they want to develop their own players, but it's also he's a turd. Well, and also because it's been working. I mean, if you keep doing this, I mean, what player isn't going to want tons of money and to play for a winner? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you don't have to, like, poor Vince Carter been toiling away for forever on crappy teams trying to mentor young people. Who the hell wants to do that? (laughs) Mentor. Memphis is probably going to be the A seed, so why would they want to trade him to like a team that's gonna they're going to play in the playoffs? Yeah, well, the other side of that being, does Memphis want to really win their first round of the playoffs and then get a worse record or worse lottery, worse draft pick? Although they did get the third best player with the twenty second pick, and oh, Clark, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think Memphis is doing it the right way. Oh, no. They got two of the three best players in the draft last year. I mean, you can't. I'm so mad at the Cavs. (laughs) Kevin Porter is going to be good. Kevin Porter Jr.? Yeah, absolutely. No, he was probably the steal of the draft for sure. But, I mean, if they'd have had Kevin Porter and. um... So, yeah, this is my whole rant. 
And oh wait, there's a second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so we have a game rant, and then we have a state of the Cavs rant. Okay, okay. You know, these are the kind of rant that you know that would trigger a certain someone in in Colorado. Um, <laughs> Who's in Colorado? Uh, oh yes, our long lost yeah. buddy. Yes. Yeah. The, what, right. are, what are the first three letters of Colorado? <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> oh, well played. Yeah. I've never put that together until wow. now. Wow. Yeah. I remember when, <laughs> it's I remember a real brain thought, trust here. Again. I remember <laughs> when we. I remember when we thought he was Colin uh, McGowan. <laughs> oh, that would be great. No, I never thought he was Colin because Colin did. So, I never did because Colin would never rag on a right. Because uh, I remember, do you guys remember KJ? Yeah. So yeah. KJ was KJ. just ruthless was to me. He was toxic. Yeah, he was toxic as and, hell. And uh, Colin one time just basically wrote him just like a letter that basically saying, you know, you're a complete and total a-hole for basically just writing this guy who is literally writing for free <laughs> and you can go. Any stuff. no, you can go read anywhere else. Nobody is holding a gun to your head to force you to do this, and you're making Nate's day shitty. Is basically what he said because you don't like what he wrote, and so it, you know Colin would never actually do that. So Colin sticks up for writer. So that that's my defense of of Colin McGowan. But yeah, so let let's finish out this game um, before I go on my Cavs rant. So yeah, big game from the Knicks. Marcus Morris destroyed him. Julius Randle, the worst play when they forgot he was left-handed again. Do you remember that at the end when Julius Randle had that big bucket, David? No, I mean, guarded him on the wrong side, and he just oh, he blew by, yeah, yeah, came down the right, the left lane. I'm like, how do you forget a guy is left-handed? Like you, it just drives me crazy. Like, and it was Nance too, which really annoyed me. Um, Yeah, and then. How how did Julius Randle get so fat? <laughs> because he's in New York. He doesn't actually have to try. They paid him a bunch of money, so yeah, he's he is large and the, my, is a terrible defender. My my other takeaway from the game is how do you have I think the Knicks had three guys have air balls. Yeah. Did you notice the air yeah, Did Dennis you notice Smith the air balls? Junior air balls he air balled a, a free, the free throw. throw. That was great. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the crowd uh, enjoyed that. Julius Randle airballed a three-pointer yeah. by a lot and then complained for a foul. Yeah. So Alfred Payton had a triple-double. Oh, 17, it- 11, and 15. So do you guys remember – oh, Tom, do you remember when you – Wasn't he the guy that went – wasn't he the guy that went off at that game you and I went to a long time ago against the Nets? It might have been – does he ever run the Nets? I don't remember. Oh. I just remember he had that really, really stupid hairdo with Orlando, the one yeah. that hung over the front of his face. Yeah, but that was I also remember kid a Bjork haircut. Yeah, I also remember Kevin Hetrick, and I don't know if it was you or Corey when we were at Got Buckets did a podcast, and we had a, he was our dark horse rookie of the year candidate when he was a rookie because you could get like fifty to one odds on him. Huh. Yeah, and that's the story of Alfred Payton by Nate Smith. But yeah. yeah, a lot of guys had big games. Kevin Knox had 12 points, which is just embarrassing. Kevin Knox is objectively terrible. So. He looked good though. He did. He, yeah, I like I, yeah. Every time also, I saw him shoot, I was like, "Dang, I did not realize he was that smooth." 
You know who else looked good was Frank Natalikina, or as we call him on this blog, Frenchy Longarms. Um, he just he's a really good defender. Like he's going to be a really good guy to come off the bench and just guard the other team's best player. Like Is I he the next Tony Allen. He's the French Trick or Tony Allen. Tony. That that Frank Nicotinolinatina is uh, French for Tony Allen. It's French for the Grindfather. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so yeah, Porter had a decent game. Had a monster alley oop dunk. That was awesome. Henson had another nice game. You know, Dante Exum. I like Dante Exum, but he's old. He can't finish. He's the oldest 25-year-old I've ever seen. Have you noticed that, David? What? That Dante Exum? Yeah, are you still there? I'm still there. Sorry. Yeah. So have you noticed Dante Exum is the oldest 25-year-old ever? Yeah. Yeah, he's like... Very old. He's got got, uh, some MPB male pattern baldness going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the guy I always say? He's like slow-mo Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson, yeah. yeah. He's like plays like Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Which is not he, a compliment. <laughs> but he can Dante Axon can kind of get to the hoop. His yeah, arms no, are like long. five inches longer than you think, and he gets yeah. by guys. Yeah, he's long. Uh hopefully he just got it has to get it going again. But yeah. People were so pumped about him when he was drafted. Oh yeah. Wasn't he like number five or something? Fifth pick in a deep draft, yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, now I gotta go look. The Dante Exum draft. That year was 2014, and the number, oh, Jordan Clarkson was in that draft year. Um, Jabari Parker, Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid. Jabari Parker, man. Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> a, that was a well-regarded draft. And Julius Randle, uh, Aaron Gordon was fourth. Exum was fifth. Marcus Smart, sixth. Julius Randle, Nick Stauskas. <laughs> Sauce Costello. Sauce Castillo. Oh, was it? Yeah, Nurkic. Yeah, that was a deep draft. Rodney Hood, Mitch McGarry. Sure, it wasn't Sauce Costello. Sauce Castillo. C A S T I L L O. That was Nick Stauskas. Yeah. It wasn't Costello. He wasn't. Yeah. He's out of the league, I think, right? Yeah. Bogdanovich. Jokic was in that draft late. Dwight Powell. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, that was a deep draft. Uh, NBA champion, Orange Mamba, Jordan McRae, number 58. So there Ooh. you go. Yeah, now playing with Washington. McRae played for Orange Mamba. Orange Mamba. Oh, he plays. Oh. He plays for Washington. Wow. Yeah, he's a wizard. He He's a rotation player for the Wizards. I was listening to some podcast, uh, that dunk on podcast, and they were saying that he's like a trade candidate. The dunked on podcast where they always want the Cavs to trade them all their players and give them two draft picks. <laughs> yeah, oh, they were, they were crapping on the Cavs hard. Yeah, who cares? Cavs. So who is the dunked on? Is that Nate Duncan? Yeah. Okay. No, that's the dunked on the NBA or whatever. Nate Duncan. Oh, that's the one I was listening to. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but the Cavs are. The Cavs have won a championship in the last five years, and that's all that matters. The greatest uh, championship in pro sports history. And I'll take it to my grave, damn it. Even though the NFL team I followed for 25 years finally won a Super Bowl 50 years later, and I was just kind of meh on it. So, 
Are, are we in a submarine again? <laughs> What's up, David? I'm not in this. Everybody's. Am I losing everybody? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over, we, over. We're still here. What? Why? Why are you a Kansas Chiefs fan? because uh, my dad's whole or family. Kansas City Chiefs fan. My dad's whole family is from Wichita, um, and I used okay. to watch uh, Chiefs games with my. And I in a in Anchorage, you basically can watch the Seahawks or the Broncos, and I hated both those teams. Or the Rams. That makes sense. And, the Broncos, interesting. Wait, and, is Kansas the state actually near Missouri the state? I'm really bad with geography. Are you just making a Donald Trump joke? No, but I did yeah. hear that joke. But what, also, are you, what are you asking? Is the like, state of Missouri near Kansas? Yeah, They're so like the next to each other. The state of Missouri and They've Kansas border share a border, and Kansas City is on the border. Like... Three quarters of the town is in Missouri, and like a quarter of the city is in Kansas. Uh, okay, I, I don't know if it's three quarters and one quarter, but well, you know how city. No, there's a Kansas City, Missouri, it, and there's a Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, right, Missouri I'm just is saying the bigger it, one. It, but right, there, I know it's a, I know it's bigger. I'm just saying, but it, there are exurbs all around there too. Right. So, so there you go, and and then that's a national joke and about the the Trump tweet where he only congratulated Kansans on uh the Chiefs winning. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it was later later deleted. So, where were we? So anyway, Wait, he deleted a tweet? No, the people that run his Twitter deleted it. <laughs> no way. He no one free, runs no one runs his Twitter. Oh, come yeah, on. No there's yes. no way Have you ever seen to... those tweets that go on for like two pages and are properly punctuated and have proper grammar? There's no way he wrote those. No, I've Come never on. seen those. Uh, well, you have been missing out because every time they happen, the liberal outrage machine, it personally texts <laughs> me and tells me that this happened. <laughs> I guess, it's I like, guess... got to get in the horde with Nate real quick. <laughs> I guess it makes sense because they probably don't have a tweet app for a Firefly phone. Yeah. Like, the, like ring the, the rainbow phone. phone. Get Nate. <laughs> I just have a rainbow phone like the bat phone. That that tells me when liberal outrage should be occurring. Yeah. <laughs> that joke was just for you, right the phone. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yes, but I, I won't tell you the pro the phone's preferred gender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, this is hot political gotta those, humor. Gotta get those blog. right. Figure out anyway. what the phone I down. Wait, says. you guys, you guys want to hear something funny? <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. Do I? Uh, so do so John Beeline's coaching style, according to Wikipedia, Beeline is known for his offensive system, which emphasizes constant motion, passing, disciplined teamwork, and precision precision shooting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought that was very funny because that is coaching not... emphasizes precision shooting. Yeah. <laughs> precision shooting. And the, oh, the constant it, motion. Was... Of... Oh, we got a. Um, what was the name of the email that I sent you last Oh, week? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, something about the Matrix and Spillover. Oh, it's... yeah, I got to tell you this. So, yeah, keep, t- keep was... talking, David, while Eight. I look this up. That was great. Oh, well, I just don't understand why that's his coaching style when there's the Cavs and they don't like the pass. Or shoot. Or 
do or teamwork. Do th- or do anything with precision. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. This is the email. Uh, this was the greatest one. Ta- I got this, and it was the best like scam email I'd ever gotten. I had to uh, send it to Tom. It was so funny. So this was from SOS Success Dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> from Bullseye Double X, not Triple X, Double X at MSN.com. And the well, Triple title- X might have. Might have hit some spam filters. That's true. And the title of the subject is like five dashes, then all caps, go, go, go. We have launched dot, dot, dot. Let's make some big dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. And then about a hundred dashes after that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the email has a picture of a rocket ship that was, looks like, yes. it looks like uh, stock art from like, what was the, the stock art? Uh, print shop that you used in elementary school. It looks like stock art from print shop, except it's got a cross on the tail fin of the jet fighter rocket ship, which is odd. Anyway, so it says unlimited fast cash has launched. I am sending you my link so you can sign up. It definitely pays to get involved as early as you can. You will be at the top of the matrix and receive maximum right. spillover. At the top of the matrix, <laughs> maximum spillover. I want maximum spillover. <laughs> I feel like maximum spillover would be very advantageous. So remember, this operates on a three times one matrix. Parentheses. That right. That's right. It only takes three people to cycle. So as soon, so oh, again, get in as soon as you can. It looks like you will be in a great <clears throat> position to cycle very quickly. Believe me, I have three, four women in my house. The cycling happens often. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, anyway. Nate, Nate, you're gonna you're gonna get off that liberal. Um, I'm, I'm gonna oh. be ejected. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be canceled, mate. I'm gonna be canceled. Cancel culture coming after yeah. me. Anyway, and if you get canceled, you're gonna have to rely on the spillover if you want to uh, <laughs> Maxim- make it. Yeah. Maximum spillover. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum. Spillover. Remember, you can come in at the fifty or hundred dollar level, or if you really want to max out your commission, join at both levels. That is what. I'm Whoa. Doing. That is what I am doing. Is what it says. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the guy tells you what he's doing. Yeah. Gold nice. level is one times at a hundred, pays a hundred and seventy five in cash, and a free reentry back into the one hundred three by one. Also pays twenty five every time someone you sponsor cycles. <laughs> oh my god. Nate, just think of all the people you could sponsor that are cycling. <laughs> the silver level pays eighty dollars in cash with a free reentry back into the fifty dollar three by one. You know they take Cash App, Green Dot, Google Pay, Solid Trust Pay, and Bitcoin. <laughs> Man, Solid Trust Pay. Are they like yes. exper- Are they explaining a pyramid scheme to you, basically, in the yes, email? Yes, David, oh. it is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> like, but I mean, they, this is this is the explanation. This is a team forced matrix, emphasis <laughs> highlighted in yellow, and only needing three people under you to cycle. So there will be lots of spillover. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much spillover. It is a follow your sponsor matrix. Yeah. Here's the sign up link and be sure to watch the short video. It describes this program very well. I Can you forward you this to me? I don't I, I don't oh, really I will want totally to... forward it to you. It is the greatest email I've ever received. So yeah. What is it called again? SOS Success Dynamics, which I think should probably be the subtitle of this tweet because yep. I mean between the John Beeline 
uh, Wikipedia article and the game we saw tonight. I mean, there's nothing SOS. really that describes the Cavs like SOS success dynamics. We need some spillover. We need maximum spillover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colin Sexton, 29 points. I don't know. Yeah, it was a fun game. It was super close. No one played any defense. Um, the Cavs got mugged to death. And Kevin Love is trying to get traded. And Chetty Osman can't guard Marcus Morris. And yet we saw it for 15 straight minutes. And and that, was your, that was your ball game. Yeah, Colin Sexton had a mean streak, and the Cavs had a bunch of turnovers, too. Yeah, actually, they didn't do that bad on the turnovers. They had a bunch at the end of the first half, but they only had 14 on the game, which yeah, for I them the, is not, with, including in overtime, is not bad. The first half sunk them, though. They should, and so I guess after, like, looking at the third quarter, like, how many teams do you know that shoot that from the field and aren't up more? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like they shot sixteen of eighteen. Well, and then the funny one was was at the beginning of overtime or like that stretch in the fourth where p- both teams like s- traded like four straight just absolutely horrible possessions, and like you would like the first team to actually run a decent play on offense is going to win this game. Except, and then Marcus Morris just decided that oh yeah, there's nobody out here that can guard me, and I'm just going to Kobe it up. And destroy the Cavs on a personal 12-0 run. Anyway, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter, Tom. <laughs> anyway, so you just didn't get a lot of spillover tonight. I get I, it. Man. I I got minimal spillover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it. Uh, so my Cavs. Can we just talk about the Super Bowl? This is depressing. Okay. No, no, we got to talk about trades. So my oh, okay. ca- this is my Cavs rant. So my Cavs rant is they. Twice. Screwed up. Huh? What were you saying, Tom? Damn it, Tom. You keep cutting out on me. It's the worst. Are you guys back? Hate you both. Maybe if I turn off. Are you back? I can hear you. Rant. Okay. So it's time for my Cavs rant. Could you hear me during that whole thing? Yes. But it's your third rant. It's your third rant, though. Okay. Well. No, what was the second rant? About it, the general Cavs. It's just the rant. Yeah, first it was the game, then it was the general state of the Cavs, and now... No, said this now, is my I, rant about no. the general state of the Cavs. So, oh, what, what was... Oh, this so is 2.1. 2. 2. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1.2, David. <laughs> no, this would be 2.1. It's your second rant. And it's the second iteration of it. No, the first one was just beta. It was a beta release of my rant. All right. Okay. But you still caught So the Cavs have screwed their rebuild this year because they, if you have assets on your team that you want to trade, you can't like so devalue them by playing crappy that you literally can't get anything for them, especially when one of those assets has 90 million more dollars on it. And that player would be Kevin Love, and they've screwed that asset up. I don't think they can move Tristan Thompson now for the same reason, because he's mailing in games. And then you've got um, 
The other problem is you got Sexton and Garland playing together, which has screwed up everything and made them angry. Like, imagine, if you will, if the Cavs had drafted. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> if the Cavs had drafted Brandon Clark instead of Darius Garland. We're starting Colin Sexton at the one, Chetty Osmond at the two, Clark at the three, Love at the four, and then Thompson at the five. Yes, there's not as much shooting on that lineup, but... You're also much, much bigger and you'll be able to, you'd be, have to have maximum spillover from your defense <laughs> to your offense. Um, and you'd actually be able to guard players and you wouldn't have Kevin Love. Like, did you see Kevin Love's body language tonight at the end of the first half, David? He, when he was he, just oh, throwing he was so up mad. his arms? Yeah. His, yeah. He just threw up his arms. There's so many times he gave up a rebound to Alfred Payton because he was <laughs> just, just he, mad and like, he, and they gave up a rebound to Julius Randle because he was arguing with the ref during free throws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> oh, and the Cavs got tech twice tonight. And the first one was when Larry Nance walking off the uh, the floor after he got fouled at the end of the first half, but they're never going to call a foul. But he gave the ref a big thumbs up in his face as he was walking off. And then the second time was when Chetty slapped, a ball, slapped the ball like – and that was in crunch time, which was super annoying that they called that tech in crunch time. But I would have liked to seen John Beeline get it. Somewhere. Get a T. Come, come to his team's defense because they were getting mugged every play. Like the refs just wanted to go. So anyway, the Cavs <laughs> have destroyed the trade value of their own players. And now they're stuck with Kevin Love until he can play well enough that they actually get. So, and I don't think they're moving TT. I, I don't think that he fits anywhere has the cap room or the assets to get him. So who wants Kevin Love? Like who I don't could know? I think Phoenix could use him. I like they need a power forward worst way and someone that can actually shoot. Like a team that actually needs shooting. What about like a team like um Miami? Miami could actually trade for him, but the Cavs Dude, would have to take back Dion and oh, bring back Dion and I'm James Johnson. That. And the that, problem yes. is, is their contracts both go into next year. And literally Miami has no other assets to trade. Like they are just or or instead of one of those guys, Kelly <clears> Olynyk <throat> would have to come back. No, nope. I mean, honestly, I think the Cavs need to take back as much money as possible. It goes as long as possible for Kevin Love. Because whatever money we have next season, we're going to throw at the dumbest player possible. <laughs> like, someone is going to get paid, like, $60 million that deserves, like, 15 Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely think that could <laughs> actually happen. What what was the rumor I heard that it was Washington that was interested in Tristan Thompson? Um, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, all that team has is undersized big man. Why would you just want another one? <laughs> Who would they give us? Probably Mahimi and like draft picks or something. Oh, what if we got John Wall? That'd be awesome. <laughs> um. You shut your dirty horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, John Wall, the only con the worst contract in one of the worst possibly the worst contract in pro sports. Like he makes Albert Pujols look like money well spent. Ooh. Yeah. He bringing it tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm slinging the hot takes. <laughs> he dunked in a pregame Who's just that? a day ago. John Wall. Oh, he's I, back. I thought you meant Albert Pujols. No, no, <laughs> I don't think he could dunk. I know. It was... Nate, what, do you have a fourth rant for us? I, uh, 
how much I hate American pop culture and yes, all the preach, <laughs> preach, all the terrible. Like there was fun commercials, but there was so much terribleness. Like uh, how how about that ones. stupid J Lo commercial with Aaron or not Aaron? Yeah, that Jeter. was stupid. That was stupid. And is is DJ Khaled good at anything? Like I don't understand. Like I guess I've never listened to his music, but he's <laughs> you monumentally heard? untalented. Have you heard the uh, the Dave Chappelle thing about DJ Khaled? No, do tell. I'll tell you afterwards. It's not very appropriate. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it, it's we would be canceled. Like my rainbow phone would be ringing off the hook. <laughs> I think so. Just that I think it's funny. Okay, I probably we probably be canceled. Yes, <laughs> because you have a very inappropriate sense of humor. Yes, <laughs> because you think the term hot dog fingers is funny. <laughs> <laughs> the giggle just says it all. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm just I don't know who could trade for Kevin Love. I'm thinking Phoenix, my Phoenix, Miami, but yeah, the Cavs are going to have to take back probably bad contracts to get him off their books and or what? attach draft picks to move him which they're not going to do. So, I'm putting out I'm getting the trade machine out. Trade, you got to go to tradenba.com now, though, because the ESPN better. one isn't even updated anymore. I think, uh, what about the Kings? They like making the rash could, moves. The, the freaking Kings! The problem <clears throat> is, is he and Bagley literally play the same position, and I don't know if they could play together, and they're, they've tied their fortunes to Bagley, who hasn't played, so. This is the Kings. Well, I know, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, they'll play. They'll play. They gave Buddy Yield a bunch of money, and now he's he didn't even start last week <laughs> because he can't defend anybody. So he'd be perfect this, on the Cavs because he is yeah, a pers- he, he is a precision shooter, <laughs> and he can he, he's in constant motion. His his gravity leads to maximum spillover for the players. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. Did you know that Brandon Knight's making fifteen million dollars? Yeah, he's got a terrible oh. contract. No, remember because Milwaukee signed him to that huge deal, um, like five years, $75 million extension, and then they were like, oh, this is a really bad idea, and they traded him to Phoenix, and then Phoenix, he played for Phoenix for like a month, and then he blew out his knee, and then he was out the whole next year, held that year, and pretty much the next year, and then he got traded to Houston last year, and then Houston traded him to the Cavs, and that's the story of Brandon Knight. I need. All right, I've got I've got the trade. What's the trade? Oh, let's see if this works. I want to. How do you? Hot. Oh, I'm tra- listening to try David to try to work the trade machine. Action. Oh, success. Okay. All right, so we're we're trading Kevin Love for Dwayne Dedman, Corey Joseph, and Nemanja Bjelica. Oh, I actually proposed that trade a couple weeks ago on the blog. So if you add, um, oh, who's the guy, who's the guy that they just didn't guarantee. Now I got to look this up. Uh, they wouldn't give up Bielicia cause he's actually good. I thought every, everyone's trying to get, uh, Bogdanovich though. Yeah. Everybody wants Bogdan Bogdanovich, not to be confused with Bojan Bogdanovich who plays for, um, Utah, Utah, but no relation by the way. Bogdan, well, you know, any more than we are all related, but Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> hey, 
Harry Giles, that's the guy that um they the rookie he's on his rookie deal, but they didn't extend it. He's actually a really good player. Or he's an interesting young player, which is basically all the Cavs can go after at this point. But um Bialich is good for them and Bogdan Bogdanovich is a restricted free agent at the end of the year. So he and nobody knows that the Kings actually want to pay him. And he was actually one of the guys they talked about trading for um who's the stupid blonde haired guy Kuzma. On the, Kuzma. Yeah. Um so there you go. And or the Cavs could take back Harrison Barnes, who's got a huge contract and is terrible. The guy I'd love from that team is is the bowling green falcon reach on Holmes, who's actually one of the Ooh. best best analytics player in the NBA. Man, I'm just nailing Dude, the Dude, you are on fire. There's so much spillover right now. <laughs> maximum spillover. <It's> maximum. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. So Phoenix and the Kings might make sense. Um like you said, Miami might make sense. I don't think that you're gonna see it from Portland, because Portland they're in cap hell already. Although I would absolutely love a CJ McCollum for Kevin Love to never be that dumb. We could get Hassan Whiteside and the Anthony Simons guy, though. Yeah, God, I'd want to cut Hassan Whiteside immediately. Oh, he'd be <laughs> a great influence on the young guys. <laughs> no, he is a total. <laughs> what was it the the stat I heard uh, earlier tonight? Um, Man, who's the uh, Miami center that's an all star this year? Bam Adebayo. Yeah, Bam yeah. Adebayo had 11 assists tonight, and yeah. um, that's Hassan, more than like Hassan Whiteside <laughs> had like season. 54 last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's oh, more than. Remember, Yinkadare played a season without an assist. There was a was, weird stat like Yinkadari. the last year. Last was year? one of the worst draft picks ever, with the, one of the best names. Do you remember? His last season when J.R. Smith at one point was like one of nine from the free throw line, but he had hit like 20 some threes. He <laughs> <laughs> was like 20 of 50 from three. And then he was one of nine from the free throw line. And it was like the definitely the wackiest stat ever. Yeah. Do you remember wacky? Did you know that in 2015, the heat, had five left-handed players on their roster, and this year they have four left-handed players on their roster. That is a crazy stat. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Uh-oh. I was actually watching highlights of the Heat, and I was like, what's with all these lefties? And then I just started looking up, and I searched, I googled Heat left-handed players, and it took me to all these articles from 2015 when they were setting weird records with all these lefties, but I was looking for this year, really. The Heat make me so mad because they literally have two rookies on their team that, or two players on their team that are like starter level players that were basically undrafted free agents. Yeah. And the Cavs are like spending the number four draft pick in the draft on guys who are objective, who are statistically the worst players in the NBA. Uh, and then who's the other guy? Uh, Toronto got another guy. Uh, that's really good, and he was undrafted this last year. It's like, what are you, what are you doing, Cavs? Uh, anyway, and I get it because the whole point is to tank bad enough that you have a shot at a elite player. The problem is this is not the year, and this is rant three point two. 
Oh, um, man. <laughs> this is not the year to tank for an elite player because all the players in the lot- lottery, everybody thinks pretty much suck. So, like, they're all just basically the ceiling or the f- ceiling is NBA starter on a lot of these guys. So, yeah, but here, here's Kobe Allman's logic. If you suck and you get that great pick, you're going to suck just as much next year to get another great pick. <laughs> yeah, it is, the, <laughs> it is the hinky logic. And if all you're ever doing is sucking, there's no... You actually, can't be judged. No objective metrics for you to get better. And and I'm just going to leave it at that because cause Tom, Tom, had, Tom had a bad run-in with objective performance metrics. I sure did. <laughs> I'll oh. leave it at that because I don't know who listens to this podcast. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it was <clears throat> the NBA is weird. Like I just I hate tanking so much. Like yeah. so I wish I wasn't saying like so much, but so much in the NBA's problem right now. Like my other I, so th- I was going through ideas in my head like how to make the NBA better, and one of them is to stop letting teams lottery protect draft picks. Like if you trade a draft pick, you've just traded a draft pick. That's it. So you can't like play worse so that you can keep your draft pick, which is just incentivizing losing even more. Um, I like that idea. Because you can't do that in the NFL. The NFL doesn't let you do that. In the NFL, you trade a draft pick, you've traded a draft pick. It's it's done. It's less valuable, though, because there's so many rounds. Well, that's true. And because you play 22 guys, you start 22 players, and then you have special teams as well, but... Let's talk more Super Bowl. So, uh, my, yes, let's. My, my Chiefs, 50 year drought, won the Super Bowl. Pat, yeah. Patty, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes awesome. is a freaking, he is insane. He's so good at everything. Yeah, pretty like, much. The crazy thing is, he actually There's a lot played better really last year. Good young quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, think about him and um, Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're gonna freaking run the league for a while. Yeah, what was the stat I heard? Like, the since they got Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are t- started Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are twenty eight and eight and have never lost a game by more than ten points. Um, and he was nine and one this year when down by double digits or yeah, something. That's it's insane. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, so and they had that crazy injury earlier this year that yeah, dislocated me. Yeah, dislocated kneecap, which just oh, sounds kneecap, even worse. really painful. Well, yeah. everybody thought he was going to be out for the season and yeah. bounce back. It was very much like the Kevin Porter Jr. Um, injury a few weeks ago. Speaking of Porter Juniors, has anybody seen the Michael Porter Jr. stats lately for Denver? The Another guy the Cavs probably should have considered <laughs> drafting over... Uh, I thought we were talking Super Collins. Bowl. Ah, I don't he know. looks... We are. I mean, do we? I don't know anything about football. You watch Michael Porter Jr. is Denver's small forward. I did watch the game. Okay, so what do you think about the game? I Um, thought it was great. And do you ever like notice something, and you think like, "Huh," and then you're kind of attuned to it. So now you're just noticing it like crazy. And like, if people have a have a tick or something, and you notice it, and then they just keep doing it, and you're just like. Ah, I can't take it. I just keep noticing this thing that's really not a big deal, but because I noticed it, yeah, I can't my, stop. My wife it. and chewing is like that. She can't stand the sound oh. of anyone chewing. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So anyway, I noticed early in the game a play where 
um, Hill, Tyreek Hill, caught the ball. He was like a yard short of the first down. Oh, yeah. And as soon as he caught it, he ran backwards to try to, like, make something happen. And I was like, huh, like, he could have easily had a first down. So I noticed it. I swear to God, the Chiefs, I think, like, 30 times that game, whoever it was, would catch the ball, and then they would go, they would turn around and go the opposite way first. And it was driving me crazy. And what, at one point in the game, uh, Travis Kelsey did it. And then um, Joe Buck said, like, you know, I think he had the first down. But for some reason, <laughs> he stopped and went backwards. And you I was mean, like, they, they've been doing this the whole game. You mean maximum Botox spillover, Joe Buck? <laughs> <laughs> maximum Botox. Oh Max my God, he his he does not emote at all anymore. He's just a pair of lips. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway sorry. I, I was just I was amazed at that. And the other thing was, I was looking for a shootout, and that was a basically a ground and pound affair. Yeah, 10-10 for at the end of, of the first half. How about yeah. Shanahan's decision to not go, f- not take a timeout with and get the ball back with one forty eight and two timeouts, and then basically kneel on it when they got it back. At a first tie game, ten ten against the Chiefs, who you got to think you need thirty points to win, and you certainly did. So. Oh, you mean how they kind of went into a prevent? No, at the end of the first oh. half when they kneeled. I didn't down. see the end. I didn't see the end of the first half. So disappointing, Tom. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a really good game. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the halftime show was amazing. My uh, wife picked the differ. <laughs> was she appalled? Yeah. We were like, whoa, a couple times. <laughs> like, but just I, the meme, the memes that came out of the halftime show alone are worth it. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean Shakira. I'm, I'm a fan. Let's just put it that way. Her hips don't lie. <laughs> How old is she? She is 43. She has two wow. kids with uh, a Brazilian or a Colombian soccer player. I I read her whole Wikipedia page earlier today at yeah, lunch well, today. You got prepared for the podcast. I did. I did. It was research. That's what Cavs and Blogs bringing you guys? Yeah, yeah. I thought she was Brazilian, but no, she is Colombian <laughs> by way. And but her dad, her her grandparents were Lebanese on her father's side. So there you go. My goodness. I'm bringing Nate, it. You're on fire. <laughs> I'm bringing it. Yeah, I think I think I need to watch J Lo and uh, and Shakira like every day, and just that that that's my drug of choice now. Yeah, <laughs> there were some fantastic memes around the NFL though, or around the Super Bowl. Like my favorite meme was oh. <laughs> uh, Bosa holding his head in his hands, uh, and it said, "When you realize you won't be eating McDonald's at the White House." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I just got a positive tweet from the the liberal uh, the liberal liberal Twitter fo- feed for that. Yeah, oh. ra- the rainbow. Oh. The rainbow phone is what happened. Give out free shit right now. Yeah, no, for the Bosa for the Bosa joke. Oh, because yeah, he's. He is uh he's he's a he's a MAGA MAGA part of the, He's part of the one percent of famous people that identify as conservative. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, but actually I thought Bosa had a hell of a year and that to me was yeah. like the Chiefs' biggest thing that they did why they won the game was other than 
the Niners going in into a shell at the end of the game and then calling stupid plays at the end of the game when they were running, when they were gashing for like eight, nine yards a run, and then they threw two passes that got him nothing. was Kansas City. That's... What were you saying, Tom? Damn it. Repeat that, Tom. You're, I'm losing you again. I even have my streaming television off so that I there is maximum bandwidth spillover for this podcast. And, and you guys are still cutting out on me. So what are you saying about the Cavs defense, Tom? Or the Chiefs the defense? Kansas City, the Kansas City defense. Yeah, nobody said they anything about the Cavs. Up. They did. They did. And now I got to see. Chris Jones guy had like at least two, maybe three batted balls at the line of scrimmage. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy was a beast. He was a he was a beast in the second half, especially. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a, you know, he's a a possession quarterback. He's a game manager. He's not. He's not yeah. a Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. He's everything Alex Smith with wishes he could be. Um. Yeah, he's kind of similar to Alex Smith. I mean, he's not bad. I'm not going <laughs> to say he's bad. Sorry. Go ahead. He he wasn't he wasn't going to lead you know that that um, that final drive. He had a couple bad bad throws. Yeah, no, he he definitely well, like he overthrew um, that receiver that was basically open and going into the end zone. Yes, he did. He had him. Um, um, I can't remember. That, that. Oh, the the bomb throw. That dude kind of stopped yeah. running on the route though. Yeah, yeah, he was, was never gonna catch, catch oh. that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, it was a heck of a game by by uh, old uh, what's his name? Now I'm running out of gas. The <laughs> the Shakira effect is wearing off by uh, Mahomes, and yeah, he definitely outplayed uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. But and I was super happy. I don't have to see another Katie Sowers commercial for another year. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> the right Katie yeah. Sowers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was that, definitely that was definitely peak, uh, you know, patronizing women. Well, there was a lot of NFL wokeness in that. Like they had the <sighs> the Anquan Bolden retiring and yeah, 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 uh, yeah positive change with police departments, and then right. another one. And I yeah. mean, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the Anquan Bolden one, but I thought the the Katie Sauer one was kind of like patronizing, like towards women. Well, yeah, but they've been running that one for weeks yeah. after the Super Bowl. I mean, oh, part of it is they want to get women to watch. So, I guess I don't know. So, who's the, uh, who's the Chiefs offensive lineman that used to play for the Browns? Oh, Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, so, yeah, he's like right, right tackle. Yeah, and I guess he was terrible for the Browns. And, yeah, he was just well. Everyone's terrible for the Browns. <laughs> that's bro. also true. The Browns. Yeah, Jesus, that dude's a beast. Six five three seventeen. Who Mitchell Schwartz? Yeah. And you are. What are you? What kind of keyboard do you have that I don't hear you typing, but you're furiously typing things? I'm not furiously typing. I have a very silent keyboard on my laptop. Plus, my mic is on my headset and not on my laptop. So ah, oh, see, yeah, I've got I, this mechanical keyboard. So yeah, so <laughs> I got a sweet, sweet gaming head headset that should have a um wind guard on the mouthpiece but it does not and uh that's why sometimes you 
and my lack of cardio is sometimes why you hear me breathing heavy on the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> so well, did hot, you uh, did you hear Andy Reid? Andy Reid after the game, they're asking him, and he just didn't ha- he didn't know what to say. And the, yeah, I forget who it was. And finally, he's like, "Yeah, it was great. It was great," you know. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, "My uh, my heart was racing at the end." He's like. I'm getting old. You don't want your heart rate racing or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, there was a coach like 20, 30 years ago that was like in his seventies and he actually got pneumonia after the Gatorade bath and died because it was what? Really cold. What? Yeah. No. So that, it might be an urban legend, but I've heard this. Heard that this sounds picture. like an urban legend. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Maybe the so, best way to die a Gatorade bath. Well, he didn't <laughs> die that day. He got, pneumonia and died like two weeks later that'd be the worst way to die no there's <laughs> worse ways to go <laughs> anyway let's, well, this isn't that podcast though <laughs> that's not go listen to a different podcast if you want to know the worst ways to die um so yeah. do you think do you think human society will ever become so uncivilized that we'll just have sports again where like you you kill the loser <laughs> I don't. Can you know. imagine like the ratings for something like that? If they did like a real lifestyle warriors, yeah. Could you imagine like, like the interviews after the game? Like, well, coach, like all your players are going to be executed now. You know, what do you have to say? Well, yeah, know the team played well, and uh, you know, uh, we didn't. Get enough, we just got to take it stops. one game at a time, and good <laughs> Lord willing, we'll. Get... We didn't. We didn't get I, enough stops, and I floated the idea that so in the NFL, every single team should get one like. One time a year, they can break another team's player's leg, <laughs> or their or their own team player's leg. But it brings up the interesting question of which coach breaks a player on their own team's leg first. <laughs> wow! And I'm saying it's Bill Belichick. No, he would totally that? just break someone else's player's leg because he his players are in total fear of him. So. Did you hear about some of the prop bets, like number of rushing yards for Mahomes and how the over-under was like 40 yards and he had more than that? And then those last plays, you know, he kept backing up to try to buy time. And so he oh, actually it took his under. under. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Talk about your point shaving. Yep. Yeah, it was. I'm, so are you guys all getting ready for the XFL next Saturday? Oh yeah, yeah. More for <laughs> I need some XFL. Is that Vince Mc Vince no, XFL? I, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know whose XFL it is, but what happened to the what happened to the lingerie bowl or whatever? I don't know, but I was forced to watch the puppy bowl uh, on Sunday afternoon, which I hate the puppy bowl because Why? I don't want to get into it, but I don't Come on, like, we need a fourth rant. Fourth rant. I just don't like rant. no, it just I don't like the companies that sponsor it because they're basically not a company that gives my family money for making pet food. So I, I, it's just professional t- or uh, corporate tribalism. That's all it is. Wait, your company makes pet food? Yes. Uh, but we'll oh. get into it off air. <laughs> oh, what? Yes. That's it. Yeah, we'll I mean, get into it off air. company makes food that I eat. I didn't know you made pet food. Yes, they do. Actually, pet food. So one of the reasons a lot of um, what do they call them? Uh, 
CPG companies, consumer processed goods, are getting into the pet market um, is because... Is because millennials aren't having kids. They're getting a bunch of pets? Uh, I'm Yes, that is actually why. <laughs> Fur babies. Yeah, so... Didn't know that, did you? For all the okay Smart. boomer jokes, a bunch of yeah. wieners getting a bunch of wiener dogs. <laughs> Hey, don't don't crap on short leg dogs. Well, Tom, you're trying to make up for the rest of them, so I'll do my part. <laughs> you are you are doing your part, Tom. Uh-huh. David, you got you got to get busy. No, man, I'm getting another dog soon. <laughs> I just applied for a dog. Oh, what type? Dog? Um, well, so Wait, I applied applied for a dog. What the heck does that even mean? So they do a this... household visit to make sure it's a fit environment for a dog. What? No, I don't know <laughs> no. if they do that. So this is the <laughs> so this is a Tuscarawas County uh, Humane Society, and they always have a lot of pets because the number one industry of the Amish is puppy mills, and um, so they have the a number lot. one industry of the Amish was like furniture. No, the number one industry of the Amish is puppy mills. Like almost all the dogs that you see in pet stores in Ohio and Pennsylvania and basically all the Midwest and probably beyond come from Amish puppy mills. And it's a huge industry and they're very unethical with uh, the way or most are very unethical with the way they treat their animals. And basically they just breed them out and then they surrender them to a shelter to be euthanized when they can no longer breed anymore. So the shelters down in Amish country have a lot of dogs that need adoption so I am applying to adopt a dog from down in Amish country, from Tuscarawas County. And that's the story of dog adoption by Nate Smith. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. And so my daughters, they want an old lady name for the dog because the dog's kind of an old lady looking dog. So um, we were, we were going with B and Edith. Ger- Gertrude. Yeah. Gertrude. That's what I was about to say. Nice, David. <laughs> yeah so all sorts of old lady names and then don't my... name it edith we might name our if we have a daughter we might name her edith well i don't want my daughter being named after your sick old dog <laughs> well and then my daughter do- my um, amish dog my daughter said phyllis and i'm like you mean like my grandma's name because we can't name the dog after my <laughs> dead grandma she's like oh sorry i forgot about that <laughs> and... I've, I've always joked about getting a dog and just naming it after one of my roommates i have a rant so those stupid bumper stickers that say who who saved who i think one of those should be whom (laughs) 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 oh my god tom channeling his inner andy rooney (laughs) who saved i was about to say that we need we need to do a a Cavs to Andy Rooney series <laughs> where it's just everybody gets a two minute rant, like two a minute, YouTube channel. Two minute old man rant, get off my yeah. lawn. So, what's the deal with the three point shot? <laughs> a lot of teams are taking them now. <laughs> pretty good, Andy Rooney. Yeah. And that's not a bad topic because teams just walk up and shoot a three. That's annoying. Yeah, no. I- and you can't guard anybody. I don't even hate that as much as these guys that just flop on every three. Like, I just want to punch Trey Young in the face. 
like the way that he flops on every three. Like if you breathe on him, he falls over and twists an ankle. Like it's just <laughs> ridiculous. So did you hear you heard Hollinger's idea about it, right? No. So no. every free throw is a two point free throw, which speeds up the game and also even if you get fouled on a three, it's a two point free throw until and I don't know if he said this, but my suggestion was if you want it to not have the thing where you can foul the guy to avoid a three at the end of the game. You just make it the last two minutes. It's three free throws and each free throw counts as one to make the game more exciting. But that, that was his take. And I was like, actually, that's a really good idea. There you go. Jay ho. <laughs> not to be confused with Jay Lo. There you go. So back David in, way back in the day, someone in his mailbag called him Jay ho. And he thought it was pretty funny. Because that was back when J-Lo was popular. But apparently she's still popular. Because yeah. now she's doing the Super Bowl, even though her prime was like 20 years ago. Well, I watched her yesterday, and she's still in her prime. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, David, tell us your Kobe story. What's your Kobe movie? All right. All right. So I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a lot of movie ideas. Some of them <laughs> I've written like crappy scripts for. Some of them are just in my head. But this is my Kobe Bryant one. Um it's called Only Real Men Sweat. So basically, <laughs> so Kobe Bryant, it starts out with Kobe you, Bryant. It, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. So Kobe Bryant's watching like the E! News thing in the middle of the day. And he sees that Will Smith is about to make a movie where Kobe Bryant becomes a cyborg because he wants to become the best basketball player of all time. And that's the only way he's going to do it. He has to get a cyborg body arm so he can like take on the NBA with his like group of goons. And prove that he's just definitively the best like basketball player of all time. Kobe sees this. Now wait, is goons a racial epitaph, Nate? Can you get on epithet? your epithet? Yeah, it's can not you, an epitaph because that you would get on your died. Can you get on no, your no. Ra- can you get on your rainbow phone and find out? No, goons <laughs> refers to hockey hooligans that beat other okay. players up. So it and could hockey be hooligans are only Canadians. You mean you, white people? Knock hater. It's it's just Kobe and like a bunch of Matt Barn type players. So like, so Kobe Kobe sees this and Kobe, Kobe's like, no, that's man. who it should be. It should be Kobe and like five Matt Barnes clones. <laughs> but wait, wait, here, hold on. So Kobe sees this, and the person that's playing Kobe in this movie is Will Smith. And Kobe, Kobe's so mad. He's like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm already the best basketball player of all time. Like, there's no debating this. This is totally bogus. So Kobe how on the phone he calls his agent he's like all right we're shutting this movie down like call will smith tell him this isn't happening unless kobe bryant can play will smith in the movie trying to take on kobe bryant played by will smith wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute it's like face got, off wait a minute you've got it is like, like face off you've got you've got like will smith in this movie and yes. you're talking about all these basketball players but you don't have a robert ori Playing no, no, no. Will Smith, Tom. Hear me oh, out. Oh, true, so, true, true story. Or Will so Smith check playing this. Robert Ory. So oh. check this out. So in the movie, like this proposed movie that Kobe Bryant sees on E News, Will Smith is set to play Kobe Bryant in the movie. Kobe Bryant's like, "All right, I'm the best basketball player ever. Like this is bogus. Let's shut this down. Unless Kobe Bryant gets to play Will Smith in this movie, playing against Kobe Bryant, played by Will Smith." 
the takedown, the Kobe Bryant, Will Smith cyborg actor. Are, and Kobe Bryant's Cage and John Travolta in this movie? No, no, no. But Kobe Bryant's doing this because he wants to prove that he is also the best actor ever by playing Will Smith, <laughs> taking on Kobe Bryant played by Will Smith. My mind is okay. blown. So then, oh. so then the movie turns into just that actual movie. And like, I haven't really worked out all the plot points, but basically, like throughout the season, like Kobe Bryant's got the cyborg. It, you don't have it storyboarded yet. No, no. Kobe Bryant's got like the cyborg basketball arm. Kobe Bryant, played by Will Smith, of course, like has a cyborg basketball arm. Like stuff goes how bad. Like a, he's a, how does an arm help you in basketball? Because it's like a robotic arm. Like it, it like shoots out like go go. Well, wait, style. what do you mean? Like, why would an arm not help you in basketball? Well, wouldn't you want a robotic leg so you could jump higher? No, it's like a go go not if you're, arm. Not if you're draining free throws to the chance of MVP during a preseason game like Kobe did. <laughs> okay, but, go but on. Why would you so want? Why would you want legs for that? So, anyways. Throughout the season, like, Kobe Bryant has, like, some issues. Like, he's not a great teammate. He's kind of a jerk. Like, the cyborg, like, the metal in the cyborg arm, like, messes with him. Like, all sorts of stuff. And, like, at one point, like, there's an incident where Kobe smacks a teammate because his arm malfunctions. Like, he doesn't know what's going on. Like, he has, like, some... And they think he's just smacking Smush Parker because he hates them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't so realize like, that his they don't realize that his arm is actually malfunctioning. malfunctioning. Yeah. So like, there's an incident at the club where like Kobe smacks somebody. Like he has some oh, bad inc- instances with his with his like robotic is there, like, arm. Like an evil hacker that's hacking his arm. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. You're no. Telling me that the reason um, Kobe got fresh with the girl in Colorado is because it wasn't his fault. It was his <laughs> malfunctioning hand. Well, well, this was one of the this was one of the plot points in the movie. Kobe <laughs> Bryant might Christ. Kobe Bryant might get like a domestic assault charge because Czar malfunctions. Wow. But so well, moving on, everyone, so, I apologize for this podcast. <laughs> so, so Kobe Bryant playing like played by Will Smith has all these issues. And then at the end of the movie, this is the biggest part of the movie. So this, <laughs> this is the this, 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 this is what we've all been waiting for. This is the this is the climax of the movie. This is the maximum spillover right here. <laughs> so like Will Smith playing Kobe Bryant with the cyborg arm in the finals is playing playing against Kobe Bryant as Will Smith, who is in the NBA, playing against Kobe Bryant to to like thwart okay. his awful plan. So what happens is they're playing like really hard, you know. Everybody's sweating super hard. Will Smith, who is taking, or Kobe Bryant playing Will Smith, who's taking on Kobe Bryant, played by Will Smith, is sweating so hard, and his sweat just splashes all over Kobe's cyborg arm, and his arm smell functions and falls off. And then the movie just turns into, like, an ad for the NBA that says only real men sweat. Wait, wait, wait. And then it's just... Wait, why doesn't Kobe then win the game with one arm? No, 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 no. Will Smith, Kobe Bryant playing Will Smith, swore... Like he like shuts down Kobe's arm because it like malfunctions and Kobe can't do anything because his arms like hitting oh, himself and okay. stuff. I but then that. the movie's called the movie's called Only Real Men Sweat because like it wants to just promote the NBA that like you can't be a cyborg and be in the NBA like that's not how it's gonna work. David, I have <laughs> I have less weird and somehow funnier dreams than what you just described to me. No but offense. Also. I have so many questions. Like, so did you think of this before or after Kobe died? 
No, this is way before. This is like okay, five so years before. It's been before. in development for a while. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so now, just, are like, you going to pull? So are you going like, to pull up planters? And now that Kobe has passed, um, rethink this plot. No way. No. I, I think well, a, real, only... a real artist doesn't compromise. Okay. So but yeah, uh, how much like, time have I, you spent thinking about? I don't know. Probably like ten hours over like seven years. So, like, you're just bored, and, like, I'm just going to think about the Kobe Bryant movie. There's worse movies that have been produced. Oh, well, I'm not arguing I mean, with you. No, yeah. like, the movie Face Off is this movie, and it's that bad. But, yeah. Yeah. That that was the inspiration for this, was Face Off. Like, me and... Uh, I've not seen Face Off. How have you not seen Face Off? Oh, is it the, a hockey movie? No. No! You know, it's, So, it's John Woo... Directs a movie and it's Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, and John Travolta to catch. I think I'm getting this right. To catch Nicolas Cage, the um, criminal has his face altered to look like Nicolas Cage. So he's <laughs> the Nicolas Cage character, or Nicolas Cage is playing John Travolta, playing Nick Cage's character, and then to counter that, the bad guy. That John Travolta is tra- is chasing has his face changed to look like John Travolta, so they basically oh, trade faces through the magic of plastic surgery, and then have a lot of kung fu and gunfights. <laughs> nice. I've tried explaining that this movie to my girlfriend so many times. She's like, "Well, she's why so is John- She's like, "Why is John Travolta playing John Travolta?" And like it, it's impossible to. Exp- Yo, you can't explain the movie. So, and me and Space Fun Mars, who I told you, oh yeah, last week was t- was uh, Spicy Peas and one mixtape uh, VHS World Tour is now okay. Isaac Okoro's and one mixtape World Tour. We were talking about um, Face Off sequels, and so. The one we came up with was Juana Man 3 Face Off. Oh, wait. Was there a 2? No. Yes, there was a 2. Oh, my I think God. there was a Juana Man 2, wasn't it? No, there was Hanging a White out. Girls 2. Hanging out was next there a, to Juana uh, Man 2? Caddyshack 2? No, there was no Juana, Juana Man 2. But there was a White Girls 2. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Yes, there is a White Girls 2. I think so that was said, a straight-to-DVD movie. Yeah, Juana Man 3 face-off where somebody in the NBA, oh, it was Nerland Noel, basically <laughs> uh, gets a face transplant to look like a woman so he can become the greatest WNBA player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's the movie. <laughs> oh, man. I have one other movie idea I can share right now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right. So, all right. I guess I'll just run through the three series. Well, you might have to cut this. But, uh, all right. So, it's called the it's called the criminal with the neck tattoo. The first one, the first one is called 7-7-Eleven. And it's just about this dude with the neck tattoo robbing 7-7-Eleven. The second one is called the criminal with the neck tattoo on the road again, back child support. And it's just a rip off of like Jack Kerouac's back, like on the road book. And like basically just moving that plot about avoiding child support. The third one, this is the really, the really good one called the criminal with the neck tattoo, the Fonzie scheme. So the criminal with the neck tattoo starts knocking off. Is Alfonso McKinney in it? 
No, no, no. But, hold on. Hold, just stay with me. He starts knocking off box trucks that have leather jackets. And he starts, like, like selling the leather jackets, you know, and it's becoming a pretty good business. So, oh, with that being said, he gets people to start investing in this business. He starts, like, an LLC. He runs out of, like, leather jackets at some point. At some point. So it turns into a Ponzi scheme. But he's selling leather jackets. Wait, wait, like the wait. When do these and, leather jackets cycle? What do you mean? Like how much how spillover? How many, what's the spillover there? for leather jacket cycling? Like, what is the gold <laughs> level and the silver level for the for the Ponzi scheme here? Well, as, as long what? as you bring, there's is a, it a three by one matrix. I haven't thought all, I haven't thought this all out. But basically, it's called the Ponzi <laughs> scheme because it's a Ponzi scheme for Ponzi leather jackets. <laughs> Yes, yes, we got it's, it, David. That's the high, I'm not sure I get it yet. Highlight of the movie. Wow. wow. Is Henry Winkler in it? Does he have a cameo? I mean, I feel like he needs to have a cameo. Much, it depends how much funding I get for it. <laughs> have you seen Barry? The show Barry with Henry the Winkler? The cult leader? No, I've heard it's no, good, No, 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 not, not the cult leader. So the plot of Barry is that Bill Heater is a serial killer who lives in Cleveland has a WMMS poster on his wall, oh, and nice. fly and uh, the guy uh, that plays. Have you seen my stapler from Office Space? That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is his Fort. basically his handler that gets him all his jobs, and so Barry he gets him a job out in L.A. and Milton? Barry decides Milton, Milton yeah. Barry decides that he wants to be an actor in L.A., so he starts taking acting classes, and he loves acting so much he decides to stay in L.A. and become an actor-slash-serial killer. So it's like a super dark comedy, <laughs> and Henry Winkler is his acting coach, and I think he won an Emmy for it. He's fan- he's freaking hilarious. Wait, what's it called? Barry? It's called Barry, Yeah. It's an okay. HBO show. There have been two seasons. And then he gets uh, involved with the Chechen Mafia and um, the <laughs> his contact in the Chechen Mafia is this really weird dude with alopecia. So he has no hair and he's just kind of odd looking. It's a really funny show, though. What is alopecia? Is that like something head and shoulders is supposed no, to take care alopecia, of? alopecia. Who was the NBA player? That's where you have no hair on your body. There was oh, an, that he, was um, yeah. Who was that? That was uh the guy that um that Garnett said was uh cancer, <laughs> right? Yeah, Charlie Villanueva. Charlie Villanueva wasn't that Garnett that said he was just a like a cancer? I don't know. <laughs> Garnett doesn't seem like the best person to take character judgment from. Like he seems like a guy if you got on his bad side, you'd never get off. But yeah. Anyway, I don't even know how we got on this topic. Tom, you got anything, any stories, anything to pitch? We need to wrap this bad boy up. Um, I have any good stories. <laughs> I have any good I, stories. I told my, my email story, and, and I've got, uh, yeah, all sorts of, and I've had all my rants, so. Any, yeah, anything, you have. Anything to pitch, Tom? Um, Pitch. Pitch. Oh, David, I don't anything to pitch? Oh. David, nothing to pitch? No. David just pitched all his movie ideas. Well, that's true. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So I do my... have, I have, yeah, I have more ideas, but for another <laughs> my, day. My pitch is uh, Trader Joe's beer. 
No, it's gross. <laughs> Go on. I'm going to hear so, you out, and then I have a bottle. <laughs> so they have a – their beer is not terrible. I don't think it's gross. Um, and they have, like, a double IPA, and it's, like, five bucks a six-pack, and it's, like, 8.4%. And it will knock you on your butt. And I can't remember. It'll make you look like Charlie Villanueva? No, it won't make you look like. It It will if you shake it, it up it'll before put, you open it'll put, it, though. Put hair on your chest. It'll like have an anti, like an anti Villanueva? Okay. So there, here's, a, here's, a, uh, here's a website. 18 Trader Joe's house beers ranked. Um, so, yeah, uh, Boatswain is the, is the one I, I like. And then they, uh, the Boatswain Twin Screw Steamer is 8.4%, and it doesn't really taste like it, like a double IPA, but it tastes just kind of like a IPA that's high alcohol, but it's not bad. I like it. And then the other one I liked is the Dry Hopped Red is pretty good. So that's, that's, and they're super cheap. They're like five bucks a six pack. And where else can you get five bucks a six pack beer? Yeah, that's that's a good price. Do you realize you just did a diatribe of being a Trader Joe's beer connoisseur? (laughs) And? Uh, Their beers taste like syrup. So this is a true story. (laughs) I will literally drink anything. I drink natural light like 90% of the time. And one of my roommates had a bunch of Trader Joe's beer where he drank them. And he's like, these are too gross. I, the stuff like, I had wasn't bad. I'm not, Maybe his was I'm not really into old it. or something. Maybe. I, so he he's like, you guys can drink them. I drank the double IPA. It came in like a red can. Yeah. I got it like a week ago. And I was literally, this beer was so bad that I dumped it out. And I'm notoriously cheap. Like, I will drink anything if it's given to me. I didn't think but it was I had that to, bad. I had to dump this out. It was that bad. There's also a Trader Joe's beer Reddit, so yeah. I'll have to check that out. My, my wife has, and I have started shopping at the Trader Joe's, and it's which not is bad. ridiculous because it's like 45 minutes from my house. But wait, which one? Or we'll talk off there. <laughs> Here, here's the. Um, so we've been to both the one in Lakewood and the one in Beachwood. So oh, okay. Um, but we started, we joined the Costco in, and we go to the one in Hudson and sometimes we just go twice as far because we are getting to be in our forties, Gen Xers who just have to go shop on the weekend to get away from our kids. And that's what we do. This is, this is what we have fun with now. And I feel like a ridiculous. So, and, and here's the take on the boat Swain, David, from the Trader Joe's Reddit from five years ago. They are drain poor awful. <laughs> so there you go. Tom, have you thought of any stories or anything to pitch? Any parting shots? Um, no, no stories about withdrawing large amounts of cash? Oh, man. Did you listen to that, that story, was ri- David? I did. That was riveting. <laughs> I was they laughing my seat. butt off. I'm trying to think if I have any good stories. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> sound like funny you do. Happened? It doesn't sound. If you gotta think this hard, nothing interesting happened to you. Okay. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, maybe I, not. Um, Did you just this, crack a beer, David? Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what my sister, it? my sister sent me a funny meme text. Okay. <laughs> she asked me if I knew who Post Malone was, and I was like, "Did you say Carl Malone?" No, and Post she said, Malone. No, Post Malone. Like I was like a Post Malone. 
Right. Well, I, I obviously don't know commercial who that in the is. Super Bowl where the right. And okay. I obviously don't know who that is. So I said, well, no. And so then she sent me this picture text that said, Post Malone is the 0.01% of bacteria that Lysol didn't kill. <laughs> oh, my God. So I got in a big argument with a guy or a guy tried to get in a big fight with me because he posted something about Post Malone and how he didn't like him. And I said, yeah, you just want to go back to the pre-Malone era. <laughs> and he got super mad and i'm like you realize i'm just making a grammar joke here right and he's like oh i didn't even catch that and i was like wow just like dude some people just gotta be angry man yeah some people just gotta argue like some people just you have to argue and i'm that person a lot of the time but i'm trying not to be that person yeah but you would not get mad at a grammar joke i probably would if i didn't realize you... what was going on because i i do at times have a tendency, and anyway, so I, I think we're going to call this podcast done, and uh, we'll see if by the we may have to have an emergency podcast on Thursday, depending on the trade deadline, and yes, um, we'll we'll see what the week holds for Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson and company, and uh, as always, go Cavs, go Cavs, go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. And we're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.